This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash if you want to help us more directly. Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Of course, this show is uh, here on YouTube.com slash Returns. If you want to help us out, you can always support us by subscribing to this show or this channel, clicking the bell for notifications, because we only release like two or three episodes of anything on this channel per week. Yeah. So check out all the rest of the stuff we put out here. Right? Also, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live guess what you could be a sponsor of today's show just by using super chats you can ask a question or comment we'll read it here on the show and then you're part of the show forever and it keeps the riffraff out of the sponsorships so no one's like hey i really didn't like how you uh reviewed that book or hey i really don't like that you guys only talk about blah blah blue who cares like your face well if they didn't like our face they wouldn't give us the money that's not true thankfully these people do <laughs> So we're Even if you don't it. like our faces, that's you can listen to it. That's a great thing. Is that the show is also an audio format? You, you can don't... check us out on Spotify. Exactly. You don't have to look at this. No. Or that. Right. This or, or that. Or, or those guys. Or back smacking there. microphones. Or smacking the mic. Well, that you do have to listen to that. You do. You did have to listen to it because it happened, and it can't be unhappening that's because right. I don't edit the show. So uh, we're going to be talking about some books that came out this week that we think that you should check out, but also that we reviewed, and uh, we're going to recap and review them. Tell you, we thought about them, and then at the end of the show, we're going to recommend comics that are coming out this week. That is that what is like. going to happen. That is what's going to happen. But before... just, we just looked into the future. Yeah. We told you what was going to happen. We know what's going to happen before it happens when it comes to the shows that we have every control over. But listen, before we jump into that, I thought it would be kind of fun to talk a little bit about how this show is also brought to you by the Baltimore Comic-Con. We didn't put out any Baltimore Comic-Con videos like I said we would. So uh, instead, uh, or rather, until that happens... We're going to show you a couple of uh, a little bit of a haul that we got from Baltimore Comic Con, uh, and we talked about it. You may have seen it on our TikTok at TikTok. Uh, it's Comic Papa, but uh, we picked up a, a slew of trade paperbacks. You're never going to get it on camera. I, but... I, I really just was trying to get closer to me so okay. I wouldn't drop them. Oh, uh, good. But then I was like, wait, can I get it on camera? And no, I can't. You know what? Uh, maybe I should get another chair for them. You know what I mean? No, like for the other ones. So you can look at them and then put them someplace else. I'll put them in my lap. That's not a good idea. It's going to go Because there's great. too many of them. Here because that's go. the thing, is that when we were at Baltimore Comic Con, we went to a bunch of uh, different comic book retailers, and they had books available for 50% off, and then $5, Wait, I need to actually and then these $3. Yeah. And so check them out. Like, I mean... We got, it's like Batgirl Volume One from the New Fifty Two. Yeah, we don't need to read them all. I'm just well, showing. I, what about with the people at, who are listening? Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, there's they, Amazing Spider-Man, Mark of the Tarantula. I don't even we're know. Get, we're gonna get thucked. Right? I don't even thucked. know what this I is. I just thucked you right now. <laughs> it's okay. Don't take us down. <laughs> Wonder Woman, come back to me. All because I liked this bear. Yeah, that bear was ridiculous. That bear. Uh, we got the twelve. Yep, both volumes. And the twelve too. Also, Grayson. Yeah, it turns out we never had it. Volume one. Yep. Dope. Green Arrow. Uh, year one. Yeah. Justice League Dark. Yeah. Volume one. Not the original volume one, but still a no. volume one. A run that you might 
be like, oh, this, we should cover that on the show, maybe. It's the James Tynan one. Mm-hmm. We did part of it because we did the um, witching hour. The witching hour. Yeah. Uh, we got we got the Fantastic Four X Men. Yes, remember that crossover that Chip Zdarsky wrote that was great and then made completely irrelevant thanks to Dan Slott. Superman Metropolis. I can't believe we didn't have that. Hulk Wolverine six hours. I was said six pack. Just, well, I'm sure got, they have them. They got twelve packs. So bizarre. Uh, Daredevil in Marked for Death. Yep, this was half off. So uh, half off cover price meant that this thing, which was originally $9.95, was 5 bucks. We got two different epic collections of the Fantastic Four. These were also half off. The new Fantastic Four and the Mystery of the Black Panther. Right? It is a mystery. We only find them when they're dead, volume two. Yeah. Brand new damn trade. Uh, Batman DOA. This is also half off. Aquaman, Time and Tide. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Tangent Comics. Volume one. one. Yeah, that has Tiffany's favorite uh, design for a Green Lantern. I fucking love that Green Lantern. Man, I love it. Man. (laughs) Fantastic Four. Flesh and Stone? That's really hard to read. Yeah, I thought it'd be kind of fun. I I like doing Fantastic Four. You'll see that on back issues soon. Not that one. Hold first Thor, Banner of War. This is half off. Half off. I bought it on Amazon to do on the show, and then I got that half off, and I'm returning the other one to Amazon. I'm like, get the hell, get the hell out of here. Totally fair. Uh, JSA, The Liberty File. So this is a little two-pack. Yeah, it was like JSA there. versus Joker. I don't know. I'll check it out. The Dark Knight Returns. This is the 10th anniversary volume. I was like, we don't have this. I really wanted it. It's gorgeous. Yep. Oh, and also this one. The Dark Knight Returns. This is the first printing of the original trade. I had this. I won it in a raffle. I love... I and then love, I just got this. I love these moody-ass... Oh, young photos that they put young frank miller with yeah. all the hair yeah i love it icon three dollars fables uh one thousand and one nights of snowfall i think this was five bucks it was it was five bucks and i was like hardcover I, I hardcover like i i can't get over that uh supergirl volume one i just wanted it that was a five dollar bin yeah i just wanted it mm-hmm. iron man armor wars 2 yep i would like to do armor wars 2 i thought we you know you guys really liked our episode of armor wars on back issues marvel team up yep we the got Golden this Child. one i got a couple of volumes of this this is the first volume it's from robert kirkman oh. now i'm hitting your mic my mic is just in the way everybody yeah it's in the way i'm just gonna yell at it phoenix rising Look at that. I, I don't even know x-men eye of destruction is it i or eve eve of destruction these look like wise when you're doing it fast. Uh, I picked this up. Multiverse role-playing game. It was $3. I was like, why not? I don't even know what it is. Uh, Batman, uh, New Gotham Evolution. I literally couldn't get over the art. Yep. You were there. Uh, I picked up a Hillblazer volume because they're all weird the way they collected them. Yes, they are. This is rare cuts. So this is actually a series of like um, issues from a lot of different writers. So. Yeah. Was Ennis on one of them? Yes. Yeah, we should have done. Brought it over to him. Brought it over to him and had him sign it. But because he was there and his table was uh, surprisingly uninhabited. Uh, right. I also picked up because I had the Fables book in there. And then I saw this, I think, in the same bin. So it was like $3, I think, as well. Um, so Bill Willingham, writer of Fables, is writing Sandman Presents Taller Tales. I was like, okay. You're like, okay, Bill, I'm in. Might as well. Yep. Uh, Fallen Angels. Down Both volumes. Earth. Yep. Volume one and two. I don't even know what this is. This and you is, were like, I want this. This is a Tiffany. I was like, I have $3 each. I think. Three bucks each. I was like, I might mm-hmm. as well. Hardware. Another three dollar bin. Fine. I was like, wait, this is. <laughs> wait, these are hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, literally, I saw that hardware volume in another bin for thirty dollars. Yes, you did. And I was like, thir- And this is like brand new. It's brand new. It's like brand freaking new. Like it was. It, it's like they was put in the wrong place. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Lucifer volume two. 
Yep. Because why not? Because we have volume one. I pointed this out to Sal and then we bought it. This is JLA Cyberforce. I'm surprised we didn't have this. Uh, this marks, of course, uh, yeah. Yeah. The one and only. I bought Silver Coin Volume 1. The first volume I of this $5. run. Yeah, five bucks. Uh, grab this green arrow, the Archer's Quest. Again, couldn't get over the art. And the soft touch cover. You were like, oh, oh my God. I was like, sitting there, I was like, oh. And like the design? I, everything about this book is beautiful. I've never seen any, I've never seen a DC comic that looks like this. I'm, I I'm, freaking love this. This is gorgeous. Yeah. And Phil Hester. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. Um, Swamp Thing, this is the Rom V. Um, Both of them. Yeah. You got the entire run of the Rom V, the Swamp Thing These run. 50% off. These were half off. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, wasn't a steal, but it was still better than cover steal. price. It was a steal. And then we got Marvel team ups as well. The rest yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah. That was all half off five dollars, three dollars. So we got like, I don't know, several hundred dollars worth of trades, as you can see, for a significant discount. We were actually very disappointed because we've been talking about going to Comic Cons to save money and get like discount trades and such like that. We've actually made exclusive videos that are on both this channel and of course on TikTok and Instagram where you can find us going going into dollar bins and showing off. But then we went to New York Comic Con and there were no five dollar trades. Yeah, we were like, and I was like, oh no, we let everyone astray. We're, we're total frauds. And then uh, our cup runneth over at Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, so even if you didn't want to meet some incredible uh, creators or some really fun people who just make that show worth going to, you could also just get an ass load of comic books uh, for pennies on the dollar for, uh, you know, for, for your, for your viewing pleasure. I should also point out that uh, this assortment here tipped us over the scales, the comic pop library now officially, because it had, I'm sure it was almost there, but it has officially over 2000, uh, trades and or hardcovers in the library. We have 2011, uh, not including, of course, all the trades that are so old they don't scan. That's dope. Which, of course, is a significant amount of them. Sure. Uh, because, you know, I don't know. ISBNs expire. But I didn't know that. I guess. Yeah. Neither did I until comic books. Comic books, comic books, comic books, baby. But uh, <laughs> let's jump into a couple of super chats and then we'll talk about some comics. That way we get it all out, out, out of our systems here. Brian Rollins jumped in earlier to say, I'll be catching it on the rewatch. I just want to support Comic Pop as much as possible. Well, we do appreciate it. it. Thank you, Brian. And we should point out, of course, that uh, you know the best way to support us is, of course, by watching our shows and uh, subscribing to the channel so you can catch us when we are releasing those shows. We just had a really fun conversation with Jim Zub over on the Elseworlds Exchange. It marked the return of creator interviews because I was just sick of it. I was like, you know what? If we're going to not do great this year in terms of retention, views, whatever, I might as well just do what makes me happy. I love your relationship with creator interviews so much. <laughs> i love them and i think they're important it's like eat your damn vegetables folks these no, are cool but you're not, learning a lot they're not in the house they're not in the private conversations where it's just like i love doing great let's do it let's do it. i just i don't even care i love doing it. oh my god nope we can't do them anymore we got nope nope we're mm -hmm. done for now we're done we're done we're done with those you know what no i, I want to do them they're back yeah, I love I, the roller coaster ride. I am sorry it's such whiplash for you, but the fact I is, love it. I have a I have a love hate relationship, but I never hate it. I I hate how badly they do. Get Tom uh, <laughs> King back because I want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That's just for me. I do. I mean, you know, Tom is a uh, strong acquaintance of the show. He's a friend of the show. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. But he's a friend of you, mm, and I like that. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> 
well enough. Well enough. You guys do you do work, a good we're show. like we're like work friends. You're, yes, you're work friends. Yeah. You're work friends. Right? We've never he and I have never dined. And that I think is the mark of a true friendship. You didn't you didn't eat at San Diego Comic Con together? He didn't he didn't eat. Oh, okay. I didn't eat in front of him either. I wasn't like, you're not going to have any. He didn't have the carnitas? <laughs> he did not have any carnitas. No, no. Dinesh and I had the carnitas. I know you had that. Yeah. With him. Yeah. But so uh, your friends. Yeah. But I should also point out that if you want to help us out a little more directly, uh, you can always see your super chats. But you can also see the little, uh, if you're watching this after the fact, you're like, damn it. I missed out on doing the super chats. Well, guess what? There's a little, little, little extra. You can do a little, you can have that little heart with the dollar sign in it, which I think is so gross. It's, it's like, you can love with money. Uh, but it's a thanks button, and uh, you can use that. You can buy love. You can buy love. You can buy love and it'll it'll uh, it'll like have a little thing next to your name, and you're in the comment section. I hate it. I'm sorry, but like that's one way to do it. Yeah. Or if you want to do it more directly, Patreon.com/slash/ComicPop. We have an exclusive show that's not at all like Wake Up <laughs> with Comic Pop. Uh, it is, but it's also its own wholly original thing. Yeah. That is just about the behind the scenes. It just talks about like the goings on, what we're doing, what our pitfalls and possibilities and concerns are. So check out uh, the Patreon. We also have early access to back issues and so forth. I think I should put actually, oh crap, did I not? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. This week's episode is behind the the Patreon thing. It's nice, there. that's great. Yeah. At least, hey, listen, YouTube lets you know about the super thanks. Right? I did. Like, they like they tell you. Oh no. Unlike with Twitch and the donations, which I discovered the other day. Um, last year we had a few and I didn't even see them. So I want to apologize to everybody. Yeah. And if that. you want to watch Tiffany play video games, you can go to okay. twitch.tv slash comic pop or visit plug. comic pop plays on YouTube, which is a re-upload of those streams right now. Uh, we're re-uploading Batman Arkham Asylum, the first game, which you oh, played okay. after playing Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Well, I mean, I had played them all. You did. But then but, like, I had you never returned. streamed Arkham Asylum. Asylum exactly. like, and so you guys got to watch me go through that having not played it since... I don't know how long ago. I know. A while ago. I know. Um, so that was fun because I literally was like, I know there's a way out of this situation I'm in. I've been, at, I've gotten out of it before. I how short it was. It is short. I was like, oh. Oh, it's over. Oh, okay. I'm already uh, fighting a stupid Joker. Additionally, the PC ports are horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's a good way to help us out. You can check out those other channels, of course. Uh, Elizabeth Russell in the super chat says, "Hey guys, hope you're well. We are. Thank you very much, Thank Elizabeth. You. I was wondering if you had a chance to read Penguin One Bad Day, one of the best Penguin stories in my opinion. I still haven't. It. It's over there. I keep looking at it and going, oh gosh, I should sit down and read that. And then I didn't. Well, that's what happens uh, when you bring them here. Yeah, well, but Sometimes. I do read more things here. Do you? I think so. Okay. But uh, I will read it at some point uh, someday. Nick Prado, uh, really enjoyed the Deadly Duo. I can't really put my finger on it, but I really enjoy how Batman acts in this comic. Thank you guys for all the content. Thank you very much, Nick Prado. Uh, I uh, sat down to read a bunch of comics today, and I did. But uh, Batman uh, and the Joker, the Deadly Duo, number one from Mark Silvestri, was one of those things where it was it was literally, not literally, it was figuratively like that commercial for Kirby where the fat guy uh, eats like too much and explodes. I was like, I looked at the first page and I was like, no, I do not have the stomach for Mark Silvestri's art right now. I just, I was like, I, I like his art, but it's like, it's very specific. It's, you know, it's got, it's all the sketches. It's like Dude. enhanced pencils and stuff. And I'm just like, I can't were right you, now. Were you the bunny who gets the pancakes? I was just the bunny gets the pancake. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't. I reached, I made my limit on that one, but, uh, but I will read it. And I do, uh, I, I do, I did recommend it last week, so... You did! Uh, denial, so out of curiosity, will you be subjecting Ethan and Ben to Dark Knight's death metal, and why would you kill two men on stream like that? 
Uh, we would lose our funding, or rather our monetization status if I did that, uh, but you can be sure that one day we will do Death Metal. I did want to do uh, lead up to the Dark Crisis, so I think I need to start with Death Metal so we can reach the limit of readers' patience. Uh, because we have to do uh, Infinite Frontier and then Justice League Incarnate and then Dark and then really the death of the Justice League slash D Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, which we will cover on the show. But I'm like, man, but I also really want to have I don't want to have to explain like how bad things got before we got there. I'm just glad I don't have to be a part of any of that. Yes, you do. No, I Devil don't. Ham, I liked your faces anyway. Uh, any chance for Dark Victory in 2023? There's always a chance. We need to circle back around to that other thing. Carl Maxi, I'd be very interested to know a philosophy professor or any religious leader read read Marvel's Judgment to hear their thoughts on the event's theme. Yeah, uh, I would like to hear a homily about that. That'd be interesting. No, I would. I would. I think like you know. I think they'd find a blasphemous, but I. Uh... As a philosophy professor? No, but, a, but certainly a religious leader. Oh, sure, but a philosophy professor. I would oh, I'm sure they'd be very intrigued by the concept. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Maybe they wouldn't think it was necessarily a blasphemous. Maybe they would think it was a um, a cautionary tale that, like, right. you know, you know, like that idolatry man cannot create God. Yeah, yeah. Supreme Omega. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Sal. Hope Hi. you're well. Thank you very much, Supreme Omega. We hope you are as well. Thoughts on 90s Batman? Because I've been reading old Batman stories from the 70s to the 90s, and I feel like that era was creatively strong with the debut of Tim, Cass, and Steph. That was really more like the like late 90s, early 2000s for Batman, at least as far as I'm concerned. 90s Batman for me is like Jim Aparo, uh, um, uh, Alan Grant, and that kind of thing. I, I Norm Brayfogle, you know, it, really the debut of Tim. Steph and Cass are like way on the other end of that. There's so much that happens in, in 90s Batman until it all gets derailed by Nightfall. And Nightfall is just like, I think Nightfall is a great demarcation of like, this is when things change, like irrevocably for Batman. It went from being like a book you can skip, a book you could just bomb in on. You'd be like, you know, I've read Batman in about five or six years. You think I'll jump in on Batman? I'm like, oh, a three-part Penguin story. To I am a regular Batman reader because I don't want to miss what's happening. And then each time, each year something Wholly significant happens to Batman. No yeah. pun intended. Dan mm -hmm. Hardcastle. Hi from West Yorkshire, UK. Well, ah. uh, cheerio. On the topic of 80s Batman, what would have been the death of the family in death of in the family if the phone vote had gone the other way and Jason lived? Lugs and hugs. Thank you very much, Dan. Um, honestly, the we see we've seen it. Uh, they they weren't sure because of the nature of the uh, the gimmick, and so they had Jim Aparo draw both. And in fact, uh, the first time anyone ever saw it was in a like recreation of the page that had circulated DC for years in the like Superboy Prime hitting reality special where like they just re they kind of like repurposed that page but like changed it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, that was the first time and if, if you just google it you'll find that page and it's basically one to one of Jim Aparo just finding Robin and saying he's alive, thank god. Is Jim Aparo finding Jim Robin? Aparo uh drawing Batman oh, finding okay. Robin. And uh Basically, what would have happened is probably the same thing as what happens. You know, Superman would have sh stepped in. Batman would have been like brought to the edge, angry that the Joker had brutalized Robin this badly. I remember, I think, I think I remember seeing recently within the past year or two, new pages or rather new old pages that Aparo had drawn that basically depicted like Robin's going to make a recovery, but it's going to be long and hard. And it's mm. like, because we also know that Robin is unpopular and we do need to do something about this character. Like maybe, and, and, and in fact, if we have to assume that's the case, like Robin was unpopular, maybe they were going to write him out of the book or, or, or work him out in some way. Maybe this would have been the first Robin that got fired. 
you know, and then this Jason Todd wouldn't have would never have left the Pantheon. Like it, you'd never have had the, you know, the immortalized image of uh, of Robin's costume in the cave, although that isn't the first time it was there. Jason Todd's costume was originally first depicted in the cave as like a monument in Dark Knight Returns. Mm. And he only did that because like Jason Todd was the most recent Robin. So he's like, oh, uh, he'll die at some point and and we'll do it like this and then the comics were like let's do that it's a killing joke where it's like oh that was good let's let's just keep that mm. uh, but yeah my guess is that jason todd would have just been like this this like directionless character that would have like annoyed the bat family until eventually they either killed him off or done something with him that maybe might have resembled the red hood it would have been interesting if instead of like like creating damien mm. if um the al ghouls had just taken jason todd in, mm-hmm. which he did eventually i mean he, they did that in the the canon but much earlier but i mean like and without yeah. death yeah yeah uh, abe sapien so fables is happening on back issues right please <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. all right let's jump into some books tiffany what did you read what, this what, week why don't you go first fine uh i read um this book from uh rainbow rowell and luca maresca which is called she hulk number seven i did not prepare that there it is hey she hulk number seven uh, i haven't read this book in a while so i actually went back and it turns out i only re- missed issue six that was the only issue i hadn't read from this run um this is straight up just a like rome oh, oh like a rom-com romance kind of comic book for marvel okay it's about she hulk kind of like getting back into it it's re-establishing jack of hearts and there's romance in it and and she hulk jen walter's like status quo it's really fun uh, Luca Maresca's art is great. It's perfect for this kind of like talky book. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of action, but the action is really in the drama or the like melodrama. Right, right, right. It's not like the melodrama of your like classic Spider-Man, like love triangle kind of situation. This is just more like, this is, this is Jen trying to like make her life and do this thing. And uh, Nightcrawler is in this issue. No, he's in the last issue. This is an issue where um, we, we, we see what Jen is up to post- maybe hooking up with a uh, Jack of hearts. It's a cute book. I really enjoy it. I think uh, Raul's doing a good job with it. So if you, uh, if you like that kind of like more quiet story from Marvel, I would highly recommend you check it out. Nice. I'm um, speaking of books that are off people's radar <clears throat> from Ed Brisson and Kev Walker. Uh, Predator number four is out oh. and uh, it's, it's as good as the last three. Excuse me. I had a thing in my throat, so I had to clear it out, but That's like, fine. Yeah, the, don't let the cover fool you. It doesn't look like this. <laughs> it's uh, I'm just like, man, what, why, why are you going to make it look so different? Um, it's it's nothing like a Predator comic book or movie at all. At all. Huh. You know, this woman's, uh, uh, when she was a little girl, her parents were murdered by a Predator. So uh, she cut the, pre- her mom cut the mandible off a Predator and she spent her dedicated entire life to hunting down the Predator that killed her parents. So she's like basically the Batman of the Predator universe. She's the Punisher. Punisher, really. Uh, and she, uh, you know, she steals like a like a ship from the like government and uses it to like. Actually, it's her parents' ship that she just re- like fit. But uh, yeah, this in, in this issue, she's uh, basically civilization catches up with her mm. uh, in, in Theta. That is the main character, and uh, she gets into a really fun fight with a predator, uh, which you can check out. It's more of a space battle, but there is like a really visceral like hand to hand combat kind of fight. And uh, and then it wraps up with civilization catching up with her, or so we think. Oh. Uh, you know, it's a fun story, and I really enjoy it. I think there's only two more issues of this book left, so we'll see Wait, how it really? goes. Yeah, that's it. It's a so six-issue mini. Is she the predator in this? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's she's hunting predators, and she's killed like six or six or twelve or something like that. 
It's but, a really big difference. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right? It's, it's it's whatever. But yeah, it's a cool book. Okay. Uh, and I, I I dig it. But uh, but it took a while to warm up to it. You know what I mean? I yeah, was yeah. like, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I could recommend this book. Uh, I read Night of the Ghoul, but I read all of it. So, you know, right, but it's right. uh, so Scott you're... Snyder, Francesco Frecovia. But if you haven't already picked up, Night of the Ghoul number two came out last week. And, uh, you know, it's just a fun little book about like movies and cults and horror. It's much more like grounded. This is the kind of thing that like Mike Flanagan would make. <sighs> so I think oh, out of that's all a the great idea. I know. So I think you would enjoy it. I really like Mike Flanagan. I know you do. I know. We keep saying I should read this book, and I'm like, yeah! Well, there's only two issues out, or you can read it on Comixology and read all of them. I, I think I have the first issue. We do. We have yeah, it in Yeah, I got our... it in a dollar bin. That's at, right. At Baltimore Comic Con. That's I right. Literally, like, I went to the Flobbies. We didn't spend too much time there, but I spent some time there while you were getting your signature. Uh-huh. And uh, while I was on, um, I did Instagram Live, mm-hmm. and then I messed that up, so no one got to see it after that again, so... Yep. Um, it's no big deal. But I went back and I went and I was just going through them and I found like all these new issues, like some that had come out within a couple of weeks. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Chocobo Kid says, can we be friends, Sal? Maybe Tiffany too? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, the other book, I, another book I read was from uh, Kevin Smith with art by Jeremy Simser. I uh, pitched this a uh, while ago. Quick Stops from Dark Horse Comics, the first issue of what is uh what promises to be a kind of like i don't know i i had thought it was gonna be like an anthology book where it was like a bunch of different viewers universe stories in one issue in fact i think it's more like an anthology series where it's like each issue will be a self-contained viewers universe story okay you know so this is a beginning middle and so end kind of like silver coin like silver coin yes okay. uh but all i think written by kevin smith we'll see okay uh, but this one is tied directly in with Jay and Silent Bob reboot in which we see what happens with Holden uh, McNeil and uh, Holden has a, we reestablished. I didn't realize like what the context was in Jay and Silent Bob reboot where Holden McNeil had moved from being like a comic book artist to being a podcaster. Obviously he's an analog for Kevin Smith himself, but uh, at chronic con, the like comic con of blunt man and chronic celebration, mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, he's doing a podcast and he tells a story about when he first met Jay and silent Bob. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that hold McNeil in a big fat retcon used to work at quick stop. And uh, he met Jay and silent Bob at quick stop and uh, what he did with Jay and Bob that got him fired and inspired him to draw them as superheroes uh, right before he left quick stop forever and went to college and uh, went on to bigger and better things. Okay. Leaving Dante and Randall, of course, in the dust. Uh, right. Neither character appears in this book, but it is a little fun story and an anecdote, and it's much more weed-centric than it would normally be. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun little thing. I always like the, uh, the Kevin Smith comic books, although I don't think I've read one that was recently published in, like, 25 years. Uh, it made me go back and reread Clerks the Comic Book, Clerks the Holiday Special, uh, the Clerks 2 comic book that also tied in. And it got me sitting down and writing again, which I do appreciate. It That's did. Kevin Smith for you. This son of a bitch really inspires me, and I don't know why. Uh, he's always he's always uh, kicked my ass into doing something, uh, and so I wrote a little uh, little something. You did write a little something. I'm working on it. I'm I'm working it out. But if it if it crystallizes, who knows? Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll pitch the damn thing. We'll see. I think you should. I agree. Thank you. 
Are we going to a book now? Or yeah. Are we going to super chat. I guess we should do a super chat really quick. Uh, Mordecai says, I had to order cross gen tails online because it seemed both my local shops had it and, or had any idea it existed. So your wake up podcast tail hit home to me recently. Doesn't help. Marvel barely advertised that book. I saw that literally only in like scrolling through new books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like that was it. Yeah. It's exactly that experience. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Mark Wade wrote it. Exactly. I didn't grab it. Yeah. But, it was like nine dollars yeah yeah it's I true like, i know i know money. yeah by the way i should also point out that uh, if you weren't sure what i was talking about <laughs> i did make a uh, podcast a new show called wake up with comic pop it's like a commuter show i'm releasing them at like 5 30 in the morning eastern standard time maybe i shouldn't do that because it really does hurt the show <laughs> but i also want the show to be out for the mute for for you guys so uh we'll see what happens but uh, maybe we should find out when most people's commutes are well, I did. I did a little poll, and so I just I figured it would be a good catch-all to do 5.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, I might move it to 6. We'll see. But uh, for now, it's coming out then. It, it seems to reach the numbers eventually. Okay. But uh, that, you know. that comment you threw up really made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank a you, Thorn Identity, for mentioning that King is a vampire. Have I seen him in the daylight? Well, I've not seen him out in the... No, yeah, I saw him at San Diego Comic-Con. It was during the day. No, it was like full-ass sun. Like, he would have he would have burnt... Okay, admittedly, I haven't, and time. I wasn't there. No. So you could it could have been a thrall thing. I don't know. That's true. You didn't see anything, true. or you're just saying that. Yeah. Uh, Cat lawyer will defend for treats. Obsessed with Spidey mods. Just saw John Romita Jr. one, and it's gorgeous. Even the McFarlane one. Hope Insomniac is taking notes of the sequel. Yeah, I just saw the 90 Spider-Man one, and it's freaking incredible. I like kind of get why they waited so long to put it out because it's like this is kind of taking away from the excitement of what they'll put into the uh-huh. game. Like. Everyone's like, I just want what I want now. Right. And I, I appreciate that. Like, everybody gets to have exactly what they want. Remember <laughs> when that wasn't a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they were just excited. And you'd be like, oh, I wish they had done this. Maybe next time. Now it's like, I don't have to wait for next time. I'll just find someone who does it for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's but weird. Hey, you know what else is weird? That Deadpool hasn't been in print for a while. Yeah. And they keep canceling this book. Yeah, they do. So Deadpool number here. one came out, but written by Alyssa Wong with art by uh, Martin Kokolo. Yes. Which, like, my only benchmark for her, their art is uh, you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I recognize it a lot, like, every time I hear it. Yeah. And I looked it up, so I saw it, like, it's pronounced Kokolo. Kokolo. Dope, yeah. Dope art. Really like the look of this. Yes. Sort of painterly looking. We get, like, a straight-up Art Nouveau moment in this. I we was do. Like, and that I was, was like, like what? Ooh. Ooh. Did you read this? Yeah. Oh. Of course. Okay. I had a lot of time. Oh, all right. Well, you must have seen it in my account. No, I. Oh, <laughs> oh God, we didn't both double buy it, did we? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. I don't know if anybody else noticed this. This has got the X Men. Um. Or the mutant like graphics and crap all no, over I, it. On the on the outside, there's yeah, it's got the, the X thing. logo. It's like, hey, no, we are. This is tied into the X Men universe. He's You're in gonna, the X Men family. Yeah, like he's been involved with X Force lately, so we're gonna keep this book in that family. So that means we're getting the the, the credits page is gonna look like that. We can do like you know random info pages, info pages if we want. Um, however, this book is not going that way at all. And I was like, interesting. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I I kind of dig it. Hmm. But like it's weird juxtaposed against the fact that it is part of it, and he wanted to be so involved with the Krakoa. Yeah. And now we're like, not that he chose this. This mm-hmm. is going a very different way. Like Deadpool got invited to become part of an assassins group called the Atelier, and like it's a super exclusive group, super exclusive, and 
you get an invitation, and then basically you have 48 hours to kill a target. His target is Doc Ock, yep. which I was like, well, I mean, he's going to fail. Right, he has to I fail. Don't, I don't think they're going to kill him. Again. Right? And, like, I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, well, that's just lazy. I'm, that's clearly not what we're here for. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's a, it's, a, it's a storytelling device. Yeah, it's a device, and it's very obvious that it's a device, but the real story is not about that. The real story is actually about um, another character who I'll remember the name of in, like, just a moment or mm-hmm. seven uh the harrower the harrower the harrower yeah um her, her powers are biofusion and biofission mm-hmm. and um she's got she has a need for deadpool and that need is just that he is um resilient yeah he, he doesn't die easily he can you know come back quickly he's got a great healing factor so we can use him yeah and um, what do we want to use him for? Well, as a essentially a gay, it's so funny. We were just talking about we were watching something that included parasitic wasps. Yes, it's telling you synchronicities. I know. This is synchronicity. We were watching a documentary that was not about bees or anything like that. It just used just happened to mention parasitic wasps, and I was like, oh, gross. This book literally is like, let's talk about this parasitic wasp, but like injects its egg into another like being, like drags it. So like it's layer and then like keeps it there so that like the egg can hatch right she's like that's what i'm gonna do because during that whole like um, absolute carnage it wasn't king in black no, either it was, no, it was absolute, absolute carnage. carnage event storyline it was an event it was an event um like she grabbed a piece of it yeah piece of a piece carnage, of carnage and it, you know it's not doing well it's been dying she's been trying to graft it onto things because her plan is utilizing her powers to take control of it yep and then be able to rule the world. Sure. Or whatever. Or whatever her plan you know, is. St- step three profit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she has not been successful to this point. So she decides to go a different route, utilizing the parasitic wasp idea. So she's going to use Deadpool to embed the part of the Carnage symbiote into mm-hmm. him and then basically have it create a new version of yeah. itself, like yeah. lay an egg and then live. She also mentions Cletus Cassidy. Yes, because the Carnage and he are inex- inextricable. And so as a result, like basically she's going to regrow. We're going to bring Carnage back to life. Yeah. By having him like emerge from Deadpool. Right. Unless Carnage is already alive. I don't know, but honestly, she, anymore. She puts like a piece of Cletus in there into him. Yes. And I guess so that it can feel comfortable. Right. So at the end of this, you know, it's like, oh, no, Carnage is coming. And Doc Ock's also like, cool. Yeah, like what? Neat science. Yeah. And I like Doc Ock being in anything, just like doing things, being yeah. part of the Marvel Universe. He used yeah, to be a major player. He was an Age of Ultron. What I do like about this is maybe Peter will show up because like probably not. Peter and and, and Doc Ock. have Well, like, no, Peter and Deadpool have like a like sort of fun dynamic. Yeah. It's all Spider-Man stuff, except for Harrower. Yeah. It was invented in a. Uh, like twenty man thing crossover, yeah. which makes sense. She's um reminds me a little bit of Poison Abby. Ivy, but also of Abby, like Poison Ivy in terms of like seemingly having powers over plants, yeah. but Abby in terms of her look. Right now, so Abby of course being from Swamp Thing, but yes. still like it's. Well, a, I know, but like it's that's like, an amalgam. Harrower is like, like an amalgam. It's a combination character. of like two DC characters plopped into yeah. there. So of course, that's what I was saying. That's of course she'd be connected to Man Thing mm-hmm. because that's the closest we have. Yeah, that's right. In the Marvel universe, um. Dimple's voice overall, I got a straight up Ryan Reynolds vibe, but it also lines up with the direction that Marvel has been taking Deadpool yep. recently. Yep. So it's not such a drastic change. No, I did find him to be less like sarcastic, jokey than he was in um, Kelly, Thompson's Kelly Thompson's run, run yeah. for sure. But uh, still fun. Again, the art for me really 
was doing something mm -hmm. quite a bit. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but like for me, it was kind of weird the juxtaposition of like just got Deadpool inserted into Krakoa, into X Men, mm -hmm. got the branding on there, got the whole thing, Carnage. Yes. So. Well, I and I think that's a fun little like marriage of like Deadpool is he's in the X Men family. There's an X Men family book. Mm -hmm. You got all the crap. And he is also a big part of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Because Krakoa has been like largely separate, not including all the events and everything like that. But like Krakoa's over there, the X-Men books are over there. We got it. You could do you could you could literally put the X-Men on another planet or another dimension, like everybody suggested was gonna happen during the Fox uh debacle. Uh and you wouldn't miss a beat. Yeah, for sure. Is uh did Alyssa Wong create a self-insert character in this book? I don't know. And here's why I don't know, because I don't, it's hard to tell because oftentimes now before I didn't read any news about this. So I don't know whenever he's saying about this, but oftentimes the artist will use, will reference. use the writer at times as a reference to insert them. Mm. And it's less about them asking for it and more that the writer just decides the to do it, it or the artist just decides to do that. Okay. I've seen that on a lot of books where they're just like. I couldn't help myself. I think that's what they did with uh, I think Gory Hero did that with uh with with Heather Antos for Gwenpool. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't think Heather was like place. draw me. I think they were like it'd be fun if you if it was you. Yeah, I mean it's one thing when it's, you know, if the writer specifically asked for it and it's, you know, uh to make a character look like them who maybe right. doesn't normally I think that's there's kind a of book, weird. What was it? But like my my daughter's uh, like Star the Starfire book. The young I, adult I one. don't know enough about that at all to say anything about it. Yeah. But all, all I know is that's like it's more than a coincidence. Sure, sure, sure. Um you might say but, it's suspicious. Salvador Laroc is the main character in that alien book. Yes. Uh, da, da. That's <laughs> that's very different for sure mm -hmm. um but no i've often seen artists do that and you'll read about it where it's just like and i i, I couldn't help i just thought it'd be fun yeah i thought it'd be fun i, I wanted to do this yeah and you just... can't blame artists for that they're you know they're creative creatures they just like to draw they just can't help themselves they can't help it they're a wild animal we literally um years and years and years ago we had um an acquaintance we were at a comic-con there or uh, in like i think it was new york and there was a web like tune style artist there that wasn't a webtoons at the time and we were chatting with them and they were like, Oh my gosh, to this acquaintance of ours, they're like, can I take a photo of you? Mm -hmm. Because they were like, I am, I, I, I love your look and I want to use that. So sometimes artists just resonate with a look. I don't know. I, I can't say yeah. for sure because all I know is I was like, Hey, it's the writer. <laughs> I, and I only know that because we met her at New York comic con and yes. she was very lovely. She was very nice. Um, but, but yeah, Deadpool, a good, good, like stuff. I think I, it's fine. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Um, I think people who are tired though of the like Ryan Reynolds take well, on you ain't Deadpool, gonna get something else. Yeah. Yeah. This is not gonna be for you. But the fact is, if there, if Marvel's, if Disney Marvel, like MCU is bringing him back in, yeah, this isn't going away for a while. No, they're gonna try to like keep that lined up. I doubt he's gonna kill the Marvel universe anytime soon again. Yeah. So, you know, but it's a good. I think it's a good entry. Yeah, I think it was. It was fun. You know. And again, the art's like really interesting because it's not standard no it's not but it, it doesn't also feel like super artsy independent either. yeah like yeah it fits, but you're like oh right and it's like unexpected for a deadpool book yeah there's like a there's a beauty to it and i think that's kind of interesting yeah he's yeah. also pretty bulky in this which i appreciate like yeah you know i feel like in the last one he wasn't quite so big no he was very svelte um but this one we're back to like a bulkier bigger deadpool. i'm not wild about the logo anymore it's an older logo but it checks out but uh i don't know it doesn't it doesn't match the uh the Krakoa aesthetic. I think that's the problem. You know, they didn't come up with like a Krakoa Deadpool logo, which they think they should have. Maybe he'll ask for one. 
Oh, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> That's free. You guys use that one. <laughs> uh, Ray Farr says, Comic Pop Woo. Uh, been loving the Comic Pop Plays channel, and I'm eagerly looking forward to the Avengers upload. Yes, that's, uh, that is... In the it, that's 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 already on the channel, but it won't be out for a little while. That wasn't an uh of like no, that. not you. That, that was, was the book, or that was the, 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 the game. Uh, Mordecai, uh, both my shops didn't have it, is what I meant to say. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Harishi Venkatesh, they wrote did have it, yeah, but he meant didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. it. No, we knew we knew. Okay, uh, going to my first big con this weekend at Harrowgate, UK, hoping to get a ton and meet some of my favorite writers. Thanks for being great. Uh, a great comics on ramp. Oh, our pleasure, man. Thank you so much. I'm glad we could help out and have a great time at your show. Uh, Young Oak over 9,000. Edit, uh, eat your damn vegetables, folks. Salad, comic pop. I agree. They are cool. No, it's true. Thank you very much for enjoying them. And uh, yeah, and listen, if you like, you put a little lemon on there and you put a, you, you put them under the broiler for a few minutes, those vegetables can get really delicious. Uh, Ray Farr, thank you, uh, Sal, for giving Matt some more love with last week's back issues. By the way, I've been looking at not reading the first 100 issues of Spawn. <laughs> you got to do that. You can't read it or you'll go crazy. But yeah, that art is, uh, you know, it's good stuff. Uh, Dante Cook, uh, Tiffany talking to King about Supergirl. Uh, what would be, uh, oh, Woman of, oh, Woman of Tomorrow would be epic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not used to that. I'm just, yeah. Uh, also, Tiffany, have you started Poison Ivy yet? Uh, the art and story keeps being so good. Wishing for nothing but good things for you I, both. I have. And then I I literally got overwhelmed by AXE. So, and I know it came out this week and I was like, oh, I should totally get back on it. And then seeing it here in the list of things, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yep. I forgot to get back on it. <laughs> so I'm going to try to circle back around. In theory, the first one entry coming out. So maybe I might have to just grab that. But I agree with you. That first issue that I read, that art was so good. Yeah. So good. By the way, I want to say thank you to everybody for the um, hat love today. I put it on. I had a hilarious turn around. I was like, I'm feeling dippy fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> freaking love me some gravity falls i should have worn my mabel my, my earrings i got oh, like yeah. fun mismatched gravity falls earrings yes i should have done dipper hat mabel sweatshirt gravity falls earrings Boom. and then just call me a weeb and i'll just go home <laughs> i think you can be a weeb for something from the west but yeah <laughs> i would also like to see tiffany talk to tom king about woman tomorrow i don't see it happening but i would like to see that no, i'm not good with interviews <laughs> you're great um I read Savage Avengers number seven from, of course, David Peppos and Carlos Magno. Uh, this continues the like ongoing time slip saga of the unlikeliest heroes in the Marvel Universe and uh, Miles Morales as a Deathlock uh, going around. They're in the two. They're in the year, in the year 2099. Uh, things have gotten screwed up. Uh, basically, the like you know the corporate wars took place and they wanted Deathlocks because like. Peppo's like Terminator like the rest of us and so like Miles Morales's Deathlock arm in the past gets picked up in the future and they use it and reverse engineer it and it becomes this whole thing of making Deathlock robots and then like not to be outdone the other rival corporation which I think was Stark Fujikawa that basically uh, accidentally wakes up Ultron and so Ultron basically takes over the year 2099 and Punisher 2099 teams up with the team and they have a big fight this is one of the most compressed Marvel comics you will read this feels like a like a Marvel comic from the 90s really in terms of it being about a bunch of characters that are all very distinct looking and all have very uh different personalities but are all together uh trying to accomplish a goal a lot of action a lot of character and uh and and in easter eggs and fun references the last page I'm like yay this is gonna be great uh so if you like that kind of if you've been like, oh man, de decompression, the name is modern comics. Well, then you should read Savage Avengers because there's a lot of stuff happening. Character development, romance, uh, and of course, nonstop action. Just a constant barrage 
of fighting and 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 power displays. People are like, I, I saw an article the other day or article uh, where somebody was like, oh my god, like Weapon H, we didn't know he could do that, and I'm like, that's because he freaking couldn't do that until Peppa was like, wouldn't it be cool if he could do this? Because like no one is using Weapon H because right, he's like a throwaway character, right, so like, right, let's right. use him now. Uh, and so yeah, it's, it's fun. You should read Savage Avengers if you haven't already checked it out because it's, it's a cute little book. Can I put you on the spot for a random Why Marvel not? question that yeah. you may not have the answer to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have they ever done something where it's like Nimrod versus Ultron? You know, I have never seen it, but uh, that doesn't mean that it didn't happen in like some 80s or 70s book. But Just... that's something that like I mean, it's something that needs to be addressed certainly because Nimrod is like the future of like everything, right? And so is Ultron. Mm-hmm. Basically, Nimrod is the x-men's ultron as yeah. far as they're concerned uh but yeah oh man i'm annoyed that like barnstormers came out and i didn't read it i like that book <laughs> uh ray far says can we expect more hell or some hellboy on the couch i adore mignola's art even though i've heard not glowing things about him also favorite alan moore adaptation uh based on uh, mr sunday movies uh continuation of his like alan moore adaptations saga I'm disappointed I was not invited to talk about it. I would like to chat with them about that. Uh, but I'm happy to talk about it with uh, with you guys. Uh, I don't know, man. I like V for Vendetta. That's one of my, it's one yeah, of our favorites. For sure. Uh, well, you know what it is? I know, like, I tried to immediately get into V after that. And maybe I was just in the wrong mindset, but I could not jump Well, V isn't a character it. in that comic. Is yeah, more of an and, and I realized that, obviously, the movies needed to take that, adapt, to that book and, and adapt it into a way that was fit for the screen yeah telling of it um it's a true like adaptation of mm-hmm. it uh but yeah i still i still liked it quite a bit yeah um just i think because it's well made mm-hmm. too no it, it is. probably helps exactly uh and yeah no we're not gonna be seeing hellboy anytime soon we thought about it i have a bunch of copies of it we one day we might do it but uh Mignola's never you know we've never actually seen him again he's never been at a comic-con that we've been at mm-hmm. uh so we never had an opportunity to like re- maybe wash that awful taste out of our mouths of the uh, interaction we've had last time but uh yeah i've only heard uh reinforcing stories about him since then so not interested in supporting him in any way that comics guy can't stay for the live but here's a fun question that you could amalgam to uh, if you could amalgam two characters who would they be and what's their new hero or villain name uh, there's no time for that unless you have a really good pitch but i will suggest that you check out the elseworlds exchange episode where we literally did that for an hour and a half so check that out i want to say mm-hmm. i was reading comments and when you read the first part of that sentence i thought you said have fun staying alive mm. and immediately i went what yeah i'm gonna try <laughs> And uh, T.Y. loving the fail-safe arc. You think Batman will have any friends afterwards? I don't think even Nightwing will be ready to forgive him. I mean, I don't think anybody... I think everybody's pretty much, like, sure. Like Everybody's like, yeah, it's Batman. What are you going to do? I, out of everybody, I feel like Nightwing's the most forgiving. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and Ray Farr, uh, Sal, do you think even Marvel knows what the horrible thing Peter did in ASM is? I'm a trade collector, so it frustrates me not having the whole story. I mean, it'll eventually be done, and then you'll be fine. But uh, no, I, I don't expect them to know. Uh, what happened i mean i expect that like i i yes i have every i have every belief that the editor knows what um happened to peter because they don't want to be in a nick spencer situation again where nick spencer like almost did something that they would not be able to fix uh red hood hood 47 uh have you guys been reading poison ivy it's amazing no uh <laughs> hey that's not fair I, we just I, talked about it for like I half know, an hour but it's uh, mean to say like that i read the first issue and i'd like yeah. to go back Cayetano Gar- uh garcia hey as a truck driver i enjoyed your morning podcast and also i can't wait for friday for black panther 2 yes black panther 2 is uh coming out on thursday and i don't think i'll be able to watch it until probably like sunday so we'll see what happens why can't we go friday 
I don't know, because we have family. No, they're leaving. All right, we'll see. If we can get <laughs> tickets, yeah. And uh, Kasanga Cherry Clark, who needs to post his own art, uh, says, yeah. hey, guys, haven't been around too much. Hope you're doing well. Just wanted to show some love and ask if you checked Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes, we have. It was fun. I dug the first issue. Also, what's up with the New York, New Jersey weather lately? Am I right? It's insane. It was 74 degrees today. It'll be 40 degrees tonight. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. I uh, can't wait to see your art on Instagram, my friend. Yes. Thank you very much for your support, by the way. It's great seeing you again. So, yeah, let's jump into some more books. I read Hulk number 10. From Donny Cates and Ryan Otley. Uh, this, of course, was the return of Donny Cates doing the Hulk arc before the Hulk versus Thor arc that like interrupted it. Um, you don't need to read that Hulk. Bar- you don't need to re- read Banner of War at all. It's like it didn't happen, basically. Uh, this is just a continuation of it. I had to go back and read number nine because I skipped that. Mm. Basically, uh, it's Planet Hulk again. You know, Hulk goes to a crazy planet. That it's where all the irradiated like hulks from the dimension that he fought, you know, everybody in in the first arc went to and collect or are collected by. They see like a projection of him being Hulk and hulking out. And so they create a religion around him and they believe in him and everything. And then in this one, he like gets shown around and he has a great time. The, the, the covers lie, but it's like it, it implies this, that's going to happen. Uh, but it's hulking a bunch of hulks on a Hulk planet with hulks. So it's going to hulk it up hulk i hate uh, that cover no it's not very good i don't no, like it's it not that it's not good it's just it's just it's, it's just a lie it's uncomfortable yeah i don't care for it myself i don't like but its face no i don't like him either i don't, I, like, I don't like face and i don't like what it's doing i honestly don't hulk. like any of the hulks like in their designs <laughs> in this in this uh otley uh does a great job of making them all disgusting and i don't want to look at any of i do them. like the fact that he abbreviates it r otley and so it's rotley and i assume he knows that i think he knows that and i'm like i think he's very familiar uh with that <laughs> idea but uh yeah i mean like it, it's more of the same it's, it's continuing that arc it plays that idea i like mm. this i like the hulk stuff like or the, the the banner stuff banner of course like he forces himself to have to do like two hours of therapy with like a projection of leonard Sampson in his head which i think is funny because like you can't do therapy on yourself man like you need somebody who's going to challenge you uh so he's like but it's hard and it's like is it or is it or do you think it's hard because you're just asking yourself questions you don't want to answer that you already know the answers to uh but yeah it's interesting to see uh the 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 continuation and now they're not just doing it over again i really expected this whole run to be just like hulk in the different stages of like awesome but like that we did that already now we're in this Mm -hmm. and we're on like planet hulk again uh and it's 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 distinct enough and different enough where it's interesting. And also, we get to see like uh, a, a kind of ticking clock element that they introduce. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it for you if you're not uh, already reading Hulk and you want okay. to check it out. So check out Hulk number 10. Uh, of course, I read this book that I don't think anybody's reading, but you should be. It's from Jason Aaron and Paul Azekta. Az- Azekta? I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry. Punisher number seven. Uh, Punisher and Daredevil fight for a minute and uh then daredevil f's off uh this is of course like one of the best runs on punisher in a long time you should be reading the series punisher's in charge of the hand now dead uh or daredevil is in charge of like i don't know the fist and uh they're meeting and they're- shredder's in charge of the foot i know we're eventually gonna get the whole damn body uh <laughs> in, in ninja form uh uh they botched the daredevil punisher thing I'm going to say it, both Zdarsky and Aaron, who are both incredible writers and doing great stuff with both their respective books, botched this big time. Oh. Uh, you should have been leading up to it. The, uh, the, the, the confrontation of Daredevil and Punisher should have been bigger and better and more interesting, and it wasn't. It's, it's disappointing. Oh. Everything about this book is great. They're retconning a lot of like Frank and Marie's relationship, and so that's a lot of the... That, that's a big element of this issue in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, no complaints there. We're not 
you know, we're all on the on board for what's happening in here. Uh, Maria also is done complaining about the kids. She's like, you're not bringing the kids back. And that's probably for the best because you're a monster. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're going to see like we're, we're seeing Frank get like more and more corrupted by the beast. We're seeing that Daredevil's like, hey, don't you get to corrupt by the beast because otherwise you'll get a crappy event like Shadow War, uh, Shadowland. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's fun to Her see. Like, oh, man, can I have an event? Right. And it's like, no. I mean, he is going to have it, event, you but it's probably going to be a Daredevil, like it, through the lens of Daredevil. Right. But yeah, it's uh, it's good. I like it a lot. I, I love the series, and uh, it, it's really cool. Again, though, I, I'm just I'm disappointed that the the Daredevil Punisher thing wasn't like bigger or more impactful. Mm. It's just more like Daredevil's here. He's like, hey, you're a jerk. Mm. I'm like, come on. You're the leader of your respective cults. You hate each other. You have fundamental oppositions to each other. Your last con- like every confrontation between Daredevil and Punisher should be like this freaking dope thing. Just kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. But yeah, I uh, I still like the series. I'm just saying, you know, okay. they're not without their faults. <laughs> and even then, like their faults that are decisions that Ooh. are made by these creators. Like I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I, as, as far as they're concerned, it's working flawlessly. Okay. But, uh, you know. As Secta's uh, art is great. Is it or is it Jesus uh, Saiz? Uh, Just because he's credited beforehand. Yeah, I don't know. That's my question. Well, the art's great. Okay. But well, uh, you hey, like, reading if it. it looks if it looks good, that's great. Yep, it does. Uh, yep. We have a couple other super chats that I want to get to before we could. Sure. But uh, you read some stuff. So what else did you read? I read one more thing. So. Well, do you want to save it or do you want to? It's up to you. Well, Neil and Bradley says uh, Bill Cipher is an elder god in the Marvel universe. Changed my mind. I can't. I've never seen him. I can't uh, do there. That. So I, I, I think. That's... Bye, gold. Bye. Bye. RK. Hey guys, missed the last few live streams, but glad to watch you guys now. The new champion of Shazam was great for the dozen of us who read it. That's true. I didn't read it either. <laughs> And uh, welcome back. Hopefully we won't lose you again, you son of a bitch. Oh, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, Heavy Healing says, have either of you read Gotham 1919 to 1939? If so, any thoughts? No. And a no as well. I didn't realize you were waiting for me to answer that. No. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Nikki T, uh, just curious, do you ever see yourself covering any of Busick's Astro City series? It's wonderful. Have a great day. I think we've established I've never read it, but I will. We have it. And one day probably we'll see. But I, you know, but there's no urgency to do it. Uh, Ty predictions for Dawn of the DCU? Uh, No, I got nothing. That's uh, after Dark Crisis. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, when's the next Dark Crisis coming out? Tomorrow. Oh, it's the penultimate issue. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yep, Yep. 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 Uh, I read Dark Knights of Steel number eight from Tom Taylor and Yazim Putri. Oh, did you catch up? Yep. Wow, good for you. It's great. Uh, it's a great. Uh, it's a great uh, asterisk. Uh, this cover's fantastic, and the art inside looks just as good. Um, yes. It's Game of Thrones shit. It's like, oh, damn it. Uh, well, that, that for some people that, that's good, yeah, right? In every issue, there's like, uh, you know, it, I, I, I'm. It's like when you figure out the the you know the the cadence of a Bendis series, or if you figure out that like JK Rowling, like basically just stops, like she takes the last page of her chapter and then she drops the last page and then makes that the end of the chapter. So you're like, so you have to read the next page, you know, like once you figure out the method through which this is done, like you're like, Oh, okay. And the method through which this is done is every issue at the end of it, there's a betrayal and a surprise and a, and and someone dies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's Tom Taylor. 
okay. in in the other universes, like, right? Not in the main universe. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like, oh, oh no. I really do like this cover. It's so great. The more I look at it, the more I'm just like, I like the like the color, the muted color the behind the the DC logo. Yeah. I like that the the logo itself of the book is mm -hmm. like the title is like faded a little bit. It's really solid. I know. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Uh, it looks like the cover artist is this is Dan Mora. God damn it. Is it? Yeah. That make, that does not surprise me. Oh. Uh, and Arif Prianto does the colors and does a great job. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, I like it. it. I like it. It's cool. You know, you're seeing this, like, I think that Supergirl and Wonder Woman are in a relationship. And that's kind of neat. That's fun. And Why of course not? she's new, you know, or at least like it's, it's a different kind of origin. Sure. Um, you know, but we're seeing like the war and like how it's building and there's different houses and factions and, you know, oh no. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fine. It's I don't I don't know. I like my I like my my fantasy in the form of Tolkien. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't care about Game of Thrones shit. All right. But it's cool. It's engaging when it's happening, but I have no reverence or like you know, I have no reverence for it afterwards. All right. You know, it, 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 I'm, not, I'm not like, oh, my God. Like I, if you if you like sword and sorcery, if you like if, if you like Game of Thrones, you're gonna probably you're like really it. gonna love this. Especially if you're like enjoy the DC universe. Exactly. Okay. If you're if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you like DC, you're gonna love this. Um, and and even if you're not, you're still gonna enjoy it while you read it. Okay. You know, it's just kind of like it's so unmemorable for me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's great. That's great. <laughs> i got no i mean you know it's it's weird it's like when you review comics like for a living or when you talk about them on a weekly basis you know it's like some of these some of these books are like real standouts and some of these books are just like whoa and some of these books are just like it's a book that happened you know I mean, and it's nothing bad there's nothing against yeah it. And, and there's nothing against it like it just it sounds like a negative review because i'm not like shouting from the rooftops about how freaking amazing it is and i feel bad because like on any other year this book would be the biggest book of the year and it's like it just so happens that I think we're in one of like the most talented, prolific eras of comics, or at least we have been for the last ten years. Like wow, that was a that was a statement. I just think there's like there's, there's, a, there's an outrageously like, like a just... huge amount of like great stuff. You know, everything that comes out is like it. That's funny because I think you could say that it's a it's a it, mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. I mean, it certainly is a mixed bag. I I think every era is a mixed bag. But I would say I think there is much more. There's less gray. Yeah, it's either great or not. Yeah. But I mean, like, with the 90s, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, the 90s were the best. It's like, name the five most important books. There were a million books. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for every Vertigo book. And, like, listen, there were Vertigo. Like, it came up during the 80s and 90s. Like, you know, 80s, really. But, like, 80s and 90s. 90s cemented it. But, like, you know, who? remember Vamps? You know what I mean? Like, there were Vertigo books you didn't read that didn't make it mm -hmm. you know that we're still pushing the envelope and trying things right you know and nobody remembers them you know oh sandman shit. well and i you know? i i do wonder though if the books that we're saying that are so great will be as remembered because it seems like everyone's just on to the next thing they well they are like, now on to the next they thing. were I, the reality is like comics had reverence for things like, you know we are now entering we have we have entered we are now in it we are neck deep in it the era of what do you got for me lately what's next 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 and i think it's gonna be funny because we talked about this before the idea i think we've talked about it on the show the idea that um i think that when the streaming wars are over there'll be like two streamers like there'll be like two mm -hmm. and 
they won't need to make as much content as we have gotten. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you're going to have to either just go back and watch old shit. When I say old, I mean like stuff that's being made this year. Yeah. Because in five years, there'll only be two. Yeah. But like neither of those two main creators are going to need to be as prolific as they are now. Mm. So, you know, we got to turn out with like every, every day, every, every six months, we got a new Marvel, another DC, another, like another Star Wars. Like it'll be like, eh, maybe in the three or four years, make another Star Wars movie. It's like, whoa, 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 another three or four years. Remember when you were making like four shows a year and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I would I say, got your money. I would say though, it's also what's helping to lead to burnout. Yeah. Oh, big time. No, it's burning the shit out of the audience. I thought I was talking to uh, I was talking to Zub off mic, and I asked him. I was just like, "What is going on?" And thankfully, he didn't give me anything like inside baseball. Mm-hmm. It was just something I didn't think was was relevant to the show. But I was like, "What is going on?" Because I feel like we are in a drought of interest from the audience, mm-hmm. and I don't. It, it, it's us. It's everybody. You know, like if Black Adam came out in two thousand eight. It would have made a billion dollars. Yeah. If Black Adam came out in 2017, it would have made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Now, look, it was well received and all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not disparaging or even weighing in on Black Adam's merit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, it was, these used to be a big deal, mm-hmm. and now they are not. Mm-hmm. And it's it's having an effect on every piece of content. And Zub's point was just like, we are experiencing entertainment burnout Mm -hmm. we are experiencing a a burnout of everything people are it's like people don't even like they don't have the stomach the time the patience the mental capacity to be entertained anymore because everything is jockeying for their eyeballs oh yeah and the fact is there's also the commoditization of your eyeballs of your time Mm -hmm. like there are there is too much entertainment and there are too many ads oh yeah there is too much advertisement For everything, everything I have to advertise. Like when we are, when cut, I make cut these mid roll ads, I, I know exactly. But like seriously, there are too many ads for everything, and everything that exists has to have an ad. Which is also why I'm gonna point my finger at the comic book industry, especially the big two, and wave it at them for being like, "Hey, how come you're so bad at it?" Like DC and Marvel. Why is it I see an ad for suppositories and multi-billion dollar movies, but I don't see an ad for Battle of the Super Sons mm. or a comic book? Because they don't want to... Why are you so shitty at it? Because each page is money. Yeah, it is. No, but it I'm not saying they need. To, I need to see ads in their own books. Oh, yeah. No, I saw ads for Battle of the Super Sons in the comic book. That's easy. I could print a picture. But it's hard to get my marketing department to like figure out how to tell anybody that something's coming out i mean that's apparently we're also in a drought of good marketers apparently ugc man what the fuck does that mean user generated content oh right let them do it let the fans sell our shit that's what it is that's what we're doing right that's what it is and it's like it's super like you dudes if you like if you want to do that for somebody absolutely go for it right but like don't let someone take advantage of you because it's almost the the same situation as telling an artist draw this for me and i'll give you exposure ah yes i can eat drink and bathe in exposure thank you i mean that's basically what we're i mean and and it kind of dovetails into and we're not going to talk about it Mm. much farther than me mentioning it but the twitter situation now it's like hey you can pay twitter Mm -hmm. to be legit on it Mm -hmm. it's like how about you pay me because i make content for you motherfucker (laughs) like every time that someone like 
if people go to the website to see what the users are generating, then they are generating the content. As you said, they're the UGC. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, what? And, and if it's free, then you're the commodity. Mm-hmm. Then they're buying, then they're paying for your user-generated content with your data. And also your $8 a month so you can impersonate Elon Musk. Lol! Love it. Anyway, uh, T.Y. says predictions for the Dawn of ZCU. We already asked that. I'm sorry. Uh, Ray Farr says, uh, would you love to see Daredevil versus Punisher means and ends on the couch? Also, just a plug, the Weird Al movie on Roku is amazing. Uh, it's a, We live in a world where there's a Weird Al uh, movie starring Daniel Radcliffe, but it's on the Roku channel. Now, we're going to watch it at some point really soon because we both love Weird Al. We do. And I downloaded the Roku channel just so we could watch it, and it's free. Like, it is free as fuck. Like, I don't have to give them an email address. I can just, I just have the Roku channel. I'm going to watch How it on there. How are you doing that? Because they, because I don't, they are too much loss of money. I'm certain of it, right? Like, because the Roku channel produced the Weird Al movie. You know what I mean? That's what kind of world we're in. It's like, yay, they made a Weird Al movie. And it's, you know, it's a joke. Like, hooray. But also, like, what, what the hell is the Roku channel doing making movies? You know? know. It's insane it to is. me. But uh, but I'm but I'm glad it exists. But I'm also like, that's the thing. I don't want people to like think that I'm upset that we have that we have like three seasons of a Daredevil show, that we have a She-Hulk show in which she broke through the app and went to Marvel Studio. Like, right on paper, three Spider-Mans in one movie. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. We're getting a Community movie. We got a we got a sixth season of Community on an app that should never have existed. You... They killed the app. You shit your dirty whore math about that movie because I want that movie so bad. No, I can't wait. (laughs) I know. I can't wait, but they made the sixth season at the expense of Yahoo's streaming service because they bankrupted them for making that show because they were basically making a movie and episode. Um, I'm not disparaging getting things I want, but I'm wondering if it's at the expense of everything ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's craziness to me. We'll never know. Yeah, we won't until know we until can, the heat death of the universe. Or until we can peek into another dimension. Or right, another, and be like, uh, hey. Multiverse and go like, oh, no. Wait. Oh, you didn't go that way? Yeah. Oh. Right, right. What happened? Oh, you guys didn't deregulate everything in the 80s? Wow. Well, we have free healthcare. <laughs> Vincent Brown, did you guys know about this Gotham Year One comic by Tom King and Phil Hester? Nor mystery type story with some cool twists with just two issues. Did you know about that, Sal? Did I know about it? Fuck yeah, I did. It's Tom King. Also, I read the damn thing. It's from Tom King and Phil Hester. I think you also recommended it. Yeah, I recommend it every week. Uh, It is uh, Gotham City Year One. I read issue one uh, back when it came out, and then I read issue two last week. It's phenomenal. It's Phil Hester's like... Phil Hester does a lot of like really cool stuff. He did Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. You know, he did a lot of other different stuff. You know, I I, I remember being like, eh, on Phil Hester. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, not you know. I felt a little cartoony. Okay. You know, like this is Phil Hester. Like I think unleashed, not really unleashed. More like Can, is he gonna get a ridiculous figure where like his fur is blowing in ways you're like, what is happening? Tiffany's referring to the Star Wars Unleashed action figure line, and particularly the Chewbacca figure. <laughs> Star Wars Unleashed was this idea of like getting dynamic <laughs> McFarlane esque statues that are made of plastic that are like supposedly action figures, but they have no action feature. Uh, they were awesome, and I had the Vader Unleashed figure because it was so dope-looking. It was just basically a recreation of the sequence in which Vader tells Luke that he's his father. Spoilers. <laughs> but uh, Chewbacca's figure 
is ridiculous looking. Yeah. And he has like, because like, it's like he's in a wind tunnel and they're trying to capture fur in motion in plastic 20 years ago. So it's like, is that going to work? And the answer is no. He looks like the beast after they do the makeover for him. He has all those little bows in his fur. (laughs) He looks so, so stupid. stupid. (laughs) But Gotham City Year One is Phil Hester getting to draw like adult stuff. It's just like, it's you know it's like like he, adult stuff yeah well no it's not there's not like porn in how here. many x's are involved with this zero book? there's oh, zero okay. x's there's actually not there isn't even any harsh language in this book okay uh, but it's like but he, you know he's not drawing a book with a boxing glove arrow in it he's drawing a book about like slam bradley the hard-boiled detective and the like birth of gotham as we know it today this is, this is a great series and, and you know i know like you know I, how i feel about this guy and his writing but like phil hester does a great job and i love seeing king with different people like i you know on one hand i'm like man i want to see like king like kind of like with his regulars but like mm-hmm. i love the fact that he doesn't have any regulars that like each new book is a different like great you know what it is that's not true he has one regular who it's mitch jarrett's oh yeah mitch jarrett yeah. he, he would do anything with him yeah yeah and he should all the time because mitch is great they just see, I think they're actually friends. They are just friends. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's why I call him his regular. No, that's true. Yeah. Mitch is in like at least three books. He's, he's in two. Strange Adventures and Mr. Miracle. And... I think he also worked on. Uh, no, he didn't. Did he work on uh, Sheriff of Babylon? I don't recall. Oh, maybe. But. Uh, oh, maybe. Right. But uh, yeah, man. No, Mitch is great. But uh, but yeah, like I love. It's almost like a Quentin Tarantino thing where it's like Tarantino Ooh. always picks like an art, like a like a like a writer or uh, an actor mm-hmm. that like not everybody recognizes is so great, but it is so great. And then goes like, here, like give you some of my fucking snap crackle and poppy dialogue okay just because that that short came out today yeah oh, i should i should check it out dialogue <laughs> snap crackles and pops god damn it check out our short on comic pop prime it's so ridiculous you <laughs> just said that unprovoked i don't know where the hell that came from it, it, with deadpan like he yeah. was not doing it he was for, not doing a bit he was, he was not doing it for the cameras it. by the way when is aaron sorkin gonna write a fucking marvel movie what do you i want that why didn't he do she hulk <laughs> I don't know. It's outrageous, right? If you can afford anybody, because like there's a rumor okay. that Steven Spielberg might make a Superman movie. I would pay double for that. Right? Are you fucking kidding me? You mean the greatest American Jewish myth, myth made by the greatest American Jewish director <laughs> making like the biggest, mo- like, you know, Spielberg has a predilection for like myths, heroes, legends, and, and aliens and, and america and aliens that's true <laughs> and it's like that's all of those things are you kidding me it's just a rumor it's just because he and nolan and and and, and gun all had like dinner that's a that's that's a that's a that's an upsetting rumor because if it doesn't come true it's gonna be like oh for me i i don't know as long as shia labeouf doesn't play uh superman no, we know it's going to oh, be Henry Cavill. Yeah. Anyway, Gotham City year two, year one number two. You should read the series; it's great. Uh, the idea is it's just you know, um, it's the Lindbergh baby, but in but in Gotham. That's oh, it okay. It's great. <laughs> I love how King gives me the opportunity to give it just like an elevator pitch. It's this meets this, man. He's like, shut up. But I love it because like, what was it? You know, there's a statistic in here where it's like, uh, you know, how many how many how many murders there were in Gotham in the last six months. This is what the commissioner says to Slam Bradley as they're is interrogating. It a lot? Six. Oh. And he names them all and how they were solved. Oh. Was he, it all he Batman? Goes, no. Oh. No, this is set in uh, the 60s. Oh, oh, okay. And okay. he's like, Do you know how many murders there were in Metropolis? Like 38. Or like 68, 30 unsolved. Like 
Gotham City is on the rise. Oh no. Yeah. No. Oh no. Gotham City is like going places. No. It's the safest place in the country. Don't do that. It's great. So also, like the Waynes, you know, are involved. Yeah. It's about the lineage of the Waynes, but like one of one of Wayne's grandparents in this issue, he goes to the gravestone of one of his parents or was one of his grandparents. There's an owl. What? Like built into their headstone. When their baby is stolen, they leave an owl. You know, when they sign like a, there's a ransom note at the end of it. There's a, they, they drew a, they drew, it looks like a bat. But like, if you look at it funny, I think it's an owl. They misinterpret it. So they're thinking the Batman, this like, this kidnapper mm-hmm. took their baby and they think it looks like a bat, but I think it's like one of those, I think it's like the El Rata Alada thing where it's like, that ain't a bat. That's an owl. The court of owls took your kid. Oh, and I'm like, oh, Tom King fucking around with the court of owls. All right. Sold. It's a great book. Read it. Yeah. Why not? So yes, we did. Vincent know about that. Uh, what's his face? Dark Knights of Steel is the best thing coming out of DC right now. In my opinion, that is your opinion. Uh, Brooke the book says hey guys firstly just want to say loving the wake up with comic pop episodes so far it's a great way to start the day also Tiffany any plans to play God of War Ragnarok have a great evening you too man oh, yeah no absolutely Tiffany I, gotta, loves God I gotta get through God- Gotham Knights on stream we only stream a couple days though, so it's rough. <laughs> um, I want to at least meet the freaking Court of Owls mm. but no I, I that, that game's coming out like in two days and I just want to play it so badly yeah I love that game right damn Nikki T, also curious, is there any comic you guys enjoy that is critically or commercially regarded as a bad or unmemorable? Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, Yeah, Monsters (laughs) Unleashed. You like Monsters Unleashed? I'm sure there are a bunch. Uh, People in the comments, if you you know better than me, just just let them know. I don't don't know off the top of my head if there's any, like, there's stuff that I'm like, ooh, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if I unironically, but I do, like, you know, defend, like, Gen 13 sometimes. Like, oh, you could fix that. You could do something with Gen 13. Normally, I'd tell you what I'd do with it, but I'm not going to do that because you should check out last uh, this past episodes of uh, Elseworlds Exchange. Don't give away your ideas. Oh, that's true. They're your ideas. Yeah. And you never know when you're going to be able to use them. Mm. Lame works. Uh, I'm usually a lurker, but thank you for not being silent about the attention economy. Our ability to concentration or to our ability, our concentration and our free time are under attack. Yeah. Yeah, literally. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was ability to concentrate. Uh, I see and i my ability to read agree uh, with that it's, right it's so bad yeah no it's horrible uh ray far sales mini meltdown about content overload needs to be a youtube short right now i knew there was something i liked about you too favorite weird al song that's an impossible question what an impossible question there's so many that i enjoy that's not fair. uh you know i yeah i really like a lot of his original compositions i do too and i like but i like i like plenty of new stuff too yeah. like Right, like the Jackson Park Express is so incredible. Right, uh, I, I love. Uh, I really liked Word Crimes. And Word Crimes. I is liked. Great. Um, uh, was it at the drive-through? Whatever yeah, that song is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked uh, the good old days, and uh, since you've been gone, and you know, um, uh, Melanie, and uh, I'm just thinking of other songs that I really liked that are like kind of. And any polka remix. Like, oh, all of them. Polka remixes, I actually almost like more than Prefer anything them. else. Yeah. Like I just, I, I don't, I'm just so interested in the way that he puts the compositions together and how easily pop songs can just be set to polka music yeah. just kind of i'm like wow that's right? so neat i don't know yeah yeah we could go on and on right 
Oh, um, I don't remember the other one. There's another one that I really like. Well, I mean, I like them all. So is it uh, Charles Nelson O'Reilly? <laughs> CNR's great. <laughs> uh, the infamous Mike Manhattan wasn't Spielberg going to make a Blackhawks film? Yeah, apparently. That's all. I... <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I'm sure it would have been great, but I would. I don't want that if I can get a Spielberg Superman movie. What'd you read, Tiffany? I read X-Men Red number eight this week, written by Al Ewing with art by Madabek uh, Musibekov. Mm. I hope I said that right. Um, it's possible. So this is this is like, there's nothing wrong with this book. There's nothing wrong with this book. But this book reminded me, oh yeah, remember we started with like a whole bunch of other characters? Yeah. And then I was reminded how much I really just wanted the story of Magneto yes. and how I can't have that anymore. No, that's over. That's over. I was like, and every story with Magneto for now. Yeah. For exactly. now. I, feel, for like, you, I yeah. feel like I didn't get enough of that dynamic of him being on the planet and just kind of, you know, Thanosing out in a mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. He was just like farming and doing whatever. Yeah. I don't think he was actually going to farm, but no. Um, in my head, at least Brand's in this, right? Brand is in this, and Brand is going down for sure. Cable's working towards that. We're getting the the band back together, and honestly, what I will say is Ewing for sure is paying attention to what other people are doing in their books. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, and I, I don't think that that's like all because of Kieran Gillen. I think he's just a team player. Yeah. Um, but I think you know he was like, oh yeah, like you know they all got together to chat about the Gillen event, and so yeah. he was like, oh yeah, like all right. Um, I think in Gillen's book i think it was gillen's book mm-hmm. um weaponless zen mm-hmm. came up you know with night when uh, nightcrawler yes nightcrawler. i was in nightwing i was like no <laughs> um but well, she's in this and she remember that um remember when we were doing sword we were talking about sword and there was the um replacement character cora who showed up she was like yeah these are their sisters what i was like oh that's fun okay um but cable's putting a little like cadre together of characters ago so we've got um cable and cora and Wizkid, thunderbird i was like oh yeah thunderbird they brought him back was in the first couple of issues of this and then we just kind of moved on for now yeah um manifold and weaponless zen and basically they're gonna go and they're gonna t- they're gonna they're gonna do something mm-hmm. um this has a lot more politics going on space politics you know talking about kree scrolls we bring um zandra into this oh okay base uh with the whole um was it marauders yeah marauders yeah. Out in space has professor x even met zandra yeah he, you know what i mean he resurrected her that's right because she psychically screams so like in, all, yeah, in the way I, that like, only did a, that actually ever pay off or anything yeah he like brought her back right they, they, so? had, they, had, they had like a moment and then she was back they never have a catch they did not have a catch. No, he did not take her to the American Girl doll restaurant <laughs> in New York right? and have tea with her. Yeah, what the hell? Um, what a I bad dad. He just resurrected her. I mean, uh, in a world where everyone can be resurrected, he, he cut the line. Well, no don't one forget, is. she psychically screamed out in a I way that only an Xavier could, and he was able to get her psychic DNA from that or whatever, and he brought her back. That's nice. He cut the line. So it's basically just he's he, he's more the legion and xander are alive for insurance reasons it's like i just want my genetic material out there i mean i think i think that xander he's like no that's cool like your mom was remember that a friend they don't know each other he doesn't know anything about her. i mean I, I guess he does not everything about her because he downloaded her freaking mind into his head about her why do we even and need she's to talk in... <laughs> he's like exactly why do we need a relationship when i could just download everything that you, <laughs> that you are into my mind um yeah but you know i don't know i, I assume 
that, that's a different relationship. But she's she's also like ruling an entire empire. She's yeah, entire but like Chuck empire. could help her out. That'd be where that's that he should go there He's later. Got, he should help rule. That is not what anyone needs. The Shiar Empire does not need Chuck right now. When it's all over, like when, when Krakoa over, falls and Krakoa leaves and dies. He will be able, no, because then he'll be fighting a fight for another people instead of his people. He can't let it He's go. He's done that before. Sam. It's actually a thing. Oh my god, I remember that now. Yeah. Well, then he'll come back. Yeah, he, he helped. Like he was like, I did such a good job. I'm gonna take these <laughs> alien mutants and I'm gonna protect them. That was during like maximum security. I'm gonna fix it. Um, He's bad. So essentially, uh, the Cree and the the Cree scroll. Yes. There, their representative is there. It's not um, gladiator. No. Lalandra. No, no, that's the Shi'ar. Mm-hmm. Kree scroll would not is not the super scroll, right? But they sent Pybok the power scroll instead. Okay. Super scroll was busy apparently. Yeah. Um. But no. Uh. Gladiator is there for the Shi'ar Empire, and Xandra and Deathbird are also going to show up, and basically she's there to apologize to to make like reparation. Okay. Um. Because part of the ten sh- shames that the Crimson mm-hmm. that the Kin Crimson buried. By the way, if you weren't reading Marauders, you're like. Cool. what the fuck but you know what this who is who cares it's crazy space moon language so you're like yeah of course yeah sure whatever but if you want to know more about it you can go grab marauders and figure out what or find out what happened with the kin crimson and all the like how they got the secrets reveal i don't think we have all the secrets necessarily i honestly don't remember yeah um but yeah she shows up with Deathbird, and Deathbird be looking fabulous as usual you know? i mean it's just her Death- usual effort Deathbird so. is just like the like the coolest aunt ever yeah yeah i would imagine it'd be cool to have her as an aunt right you know like she shows up she looks fabulous she's like aggressively gives you advice on things mm-hmm. and then she bails that's cool and you're like that's fun that's all i want that just makes the holidays even better yeah like, could you imagine you know thanksgiving oh yeah <laughs> it's not too dissimilar now right you know um and what <laughs> anyway uh so she feels part, one of the secrets was that um during the Cree scroll like peace yeah there was like a planet that was like said to have like that the scrolls were doing like genetic manipulation and they were like creating whatever so mm-hmm. the um the Cree sent a small cadre there and um it was including uh glory captain glory okay and they wiped everybody out and it turns Who's out they? uh the kree wiped all the scrolls on that okay out and they were like it turns out oops actually that information was like not accurate and they weren't doing that at all and actually what that planet was was for people for for scrolls who had lost the ability to shapeshift so they were there recovering oh cool um and so they're like screw you and they kind of like blew up in their faces and obviously the war kind of continued from that yeah and (laughs) and then um it turns out like well like they did a little more digging the Mm -hmm. the the kree or the i guess the scrolls did yeah and um the shiar leaked false information to them to keep the war going Mm -hmm. for their own benefits and profits yeah and so that's one of the the sins that have come out. So I she's see. like, we should we should make reparations. For yeah, this. we should pay you some money for some for it. Um, Brand is very interested in that because she's playing like seven dimension chess. Yes. Yeah, so. so she wanted Xandra there um, because she's gonna unleash Vulcan on him. Oh, okay. Now, Vulcan recently was resurrected. Yeah. And um, in that resurrection, apparently the um, there was like there there was a programming on him that oh, kept yeah. him docile, and so that's been broken. And so now, like Emperor Vulcan personality. Can oh come no! Out. So okay. he's a problem for them. Yes. Um, but Cable's doing his thing, so they insert themselves uh, 
into the situation because he's tracking down the fact that she's still part of his techno organic virus. Oh yeah, she took a little bit of it, and he's like, "No, we can't have, can't have that running around in this time." Um, so he gives a little bit to Manifold. He's controlling it so that it doesn't go into Manifold. Yeah. So the Manifold can now get them to wherever he's like, find wherever the other piece of this is because there's only one other piece of this. So they go there, and it turns out they're dealing with not the progenitor, but the progenitors. Hmm. Okay. I think they were created in like 2017. Oh, all right. Or something like that. Um, but so they're gonna be dealing with that. So Brand's like, haha, I'm, <laughs> I'm winning. And what are you winning right now, Abigail? Exactly. Her plan. Okay, so she outlines her plan in a big infographic. If you didn't read it, I totally get it because it was um a, lot, of a words. lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But right at the bottom is like what her hopes for her plans are. And the plan is essentially that like they are um they're going to ignite. I think she wants to ignite a a war between um, the Shi'ar and the X-Men because Vulcan will commit a crime. The X-Men will feel bad for it because they're the ones that brought him back, right? Uh Inevitably, um, the Iraqi will fall in line or she'll have them like pushed back into Amenth Mm. where she can then take um Araco or mars and turn it into an actual like planet <laughs> like for for everybody or for people or no for... it's in order to be a power in the oh in know, the yeah in the milky way or whatever yeah or in in the universe. universe and uh to take orcus and fold it in under her belt and like she's just gonna she's just gonna right i can like, imagine that like she's like i'm not really working for orcus i'm just i'm just oh no that's exactly what she's doing she's manipulating them. literally everybody and anybody right. but I, cable's like no no, mm. well, no. she and b should hook up again no that's a horrible idea yeah they'll just kill one another I don't and think everyone so. will be like fine with it I, yeah you know i kind of liked I'm, I'm interested to see where ewing is going with this character because the way in which they're portraying her right now is a little like you think it's villainous but then if you read the subtext or even just the obvious text that's in front of you mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's that she is doing this because she honestly is thinking on a like she's like no 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 whatever like Araco is temporary Krakoa is temporary none of this matters in the grand scale of the universe and right. that's what we need to think so she she is villainous in terms of the fact that she believes she's right right yeah you know she's like no I know better I know what like our part of the universe needs and yeah. you guys need, if you just fell in line that'd be great but I know you won't so I just need to manipulate the situation until it fits what I need right naturally. and so that's what she's been doing but that is straight up that's just villainous yeah that I is, mean that is that villainous. is villainous um so I'm like I miss when she was just sassy yeah I liked her but she wasn't like a big power player but this is this is kind of like where she would go like, right this, it, this it, is like it the... naturally makes sense and so I'm like yep all right you know we entered into space a little more so I mean like we've said before, mutants, X-Men, they've always had a connection to space. So yes. this made sense. So I'm kind of glad they're exploring this. It's not like she hasn't played roles similar to this before. No, it's just true. that we're definitely walking down this path. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see where Ewing's going to go with it. I, like I said, I was really enjoying the small story of like... Of Magneto just kind of on like... Araco on Araco. And, you know, Storm being a part of all of that. And the fisherman, um, yeah. But listen, the Fisher King, yeah. Yeah, this is where we are. Yeah. Uh, Z Swimmer says, watching about 20 minutes behind. A good rant, Sal. Thank you very much. Right. Uh, it was a good one. Oh, thanks. Jmail1984, is it possible for y'all to do any more of Al Ewing's Hulk run? It is possible. We were not going to, but it's possible that we could do it. <laughs> uh, Spring Omega on Tim. I know you're a Tim Drake fan. Do you uh, do you find it uh, a bit sad? Or do find it a bit sad that he has been mishandled about for about 20 years 
This is about 2004 with Identity Crisis. Yeah, that's the, that dims the brakes. But you'll like how he's being handled in Zdarsky's run. You know what it feels like? And I'm not a huge Tim Drake reader, but just from hearing other people talk about mm-hmm. Tim, it just sounds like, you know, Dick is the first. Yeah. And so he he holds that slot. He's the first. Yep. Jason is the mistake. Yes. And Damien is the true. Right. And like, true heir to Batman. Like, like, like you're genetic. Yeah. Like, and Damien was the real mistake because Grant Morrison I know. couldn't help No, themselves. I know. I know. I know. Um, but so it's really easy to make so just catch. forget about and Tim. then there's yeah and then there's well, Tim. And Tim is the good boy Tim is the middle child and that's the thing that's what that's what these like types of stories teach you is that like you don't get noticed for being good and that sucks yeah uh, Joshua Stevens would uh, you guys consider doing acts including uh, important or cool tie-ins on back issues yeah Tiffany will do that one day yeah well, like that's <clears> happened <throat> no that trust me that's happened we were I when we were talking about acts and I was I was reading it all I could think of was how I was going to do this and so I went out of my way because I bought almost all of it in digital so while we were at um, Baltimore Comic Con I did grab a few of the actual floppies because I don't know how this is going to be collected yeah um but just that I had a few of the tie-ins because I would like to be prepared not to be like okay here's the info dump of everything but to be able to support what you say what i say and if they ask some questions like oh could we know more about this i'll yeah. be ready to go with that and if there's like something i feel like is really integral in- to integral the- to it which I, we'll see i will definitely bring it up but yeah i would love to do that yeah uh there's more to that question he did he asked about uh any captain america books that made him really interesting i mean like honestly the the one book that i read of his that i i because i skipped a lot of the brubaker stuff but i did really enjoy captain america reborn it's kind of mm. the end of his run but like I really like. I really liked it. It's kind of like a cap throughout time. I think read that. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's out of like you know. It's it's out of place in the order you should be reading Captain America. But I think that's a really fun story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't. You know, I like Cap, but I don't read a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't recommend White. I'll tell you that just because it's a little bit insane. Uh, but yeah. Um, also, I read Batman number one twenty nine from Chip Zdarsky and uh, of course Jorge Jimenez. Mm-hmm. This is continuing the failsafe arc, and uh, it also has a little backup called uh, Zerana Part One, uh, which is also really cool. And it's basically Batman of Zerana versus the Joker. The idea being that like Joker finds out about Zerana, and he's like, "If you're crazy, that means that I have to be serious. Like if you're the crazy, because we're both crazy, but you're like more grounded crazy. So if you're gonna go off the rails, and I gotta go more grounded." It's kind of fun, like seeing that flip, right? Um, because Zerana, Batman versus Joker, something I always wanted to see, and that's dope. Um, that's really cool. You should read that. Uh, different artist, but it's really still cool. I think that's Leonardo Romero. But uh, this main story is just like Batman from the high, from the lowest depths of the highest region of space, fighting and running away from his failsafe. Failsafe basically is like uh, failsafe explains to like the Bat Family because he like plugs Oracle into the computers and makes her like the surveillance the drone that he needs her to be dick grayson's just like under glass all the bat families defeated even superheroes that like know batman or come to gotham to try and stop failsafe have been defeated or beaten the hell out of and failsafe is just letting gotham fall apart and tear itself apart he's like no he doesn't care about you like he cares about you in as much as you are foot soldiers in the war he will come back to save this place Oh, oh, that's an interesting yeah. take on that. Meanwhile, Batman was hiding and being recuperated in uh, Atlantis. Uh, Aquaman's like, so what's going on? Batman explains to him, he's like, you get the hell out of here because this robot's going to show up here. It does. And uh, the Atlanteans sell him out immediately. Aquaman's like, Aquaman and the Atlanteans have a fun little interaction because the Atlanteans are like, what are you doing with the super, the surface guy? If the robot comes in here and kills everybody, that's your, like, who cares? Fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman's like, how many times have you saved the world? 
And the landing guard's like, oh, that's what a ridiculous question to ask. And Aquaman's like, that's fair. And if you ask Batman that question, you have to think about it for a minute to think about which time. <laughs> and uh, we're 70% of the world that he saved, so shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, what a cool moment. Uh, so yeah, uh, fail safe. guy's like, wow, shh. Wait in the regular car, but uh, yeah, no, he gets uh, yeah, but he does betray Aquaman and Batman. But Batman leaves and he goes and he uses the one teleporter to the watchtower, lures failsafe to the watchtower, and uh, they have a fun fight where Batman's like, I'm gonna lose this fucking robot, I gotta get the hell out of here. So he gets into the teleporter and he pulls a Superman 2. Uh, in Superman 2, Superman gets loses his powers, and then uh, Zod and his people show up and take over, and uh, so uh, Superman gets his powers back. And then uh, when they get to the Fortress of Solitude, this is a great moment where uh, Superman tries to uh, work with Lex Luthor. He's like, listen, and it's such a cute moment because it's Christopher Reeve. He's amazing. He turns to Luthor, uh, Gene Hackman. He goes, uh, the robot, the motion the machine over there, you know, we can get them into it. It'll take their powers away and then we can just arrest them. And uh, so they start to head towards it. And Luthor's like, don't touch that. Like that, that'll take your powers away. And it's great. It's like, you know, it's just a cute moment. But uh, they make him get into it, and Superman, of course, like reverse engineered it. So he's protected, but it blasts out and takes the uh, Kryptonian's power. Because he knew away. that. Because he knew that Luther's a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, Batman does the exact same thing with a teleporter. So he gets into the teleporter, and Failsafe is like, fuck you. And then Batman's like, bye. And he hits the teleporter, and it teleports him and like all of the watchtower in range <laughs> to the Hall of Justice. This is a really cool moment. Uh, so then uh, uh, Batman's like teleported just, just into space basically because like, you know, everything, the, the whole thing fucks up. So like he's just stuck there. And so he calls a javelin and uh, they're all broken because he like ripped a hole in the, in the watchtower. Mm. And uh, so failsafe is stuck in the Hall of Justice and Batman is floating in space seemingly to die. Oh, just a really fun action packed adventure. Uh, just nonstop. That really will, cool. That will never come back to bite us in the ass. No, no, no. But uh, really cool, <laughs> worth reading. It's a dope story. I enjoy it. Uh, and I think you will too, if you haven't already read it. This is like just just uh, Zdarsky going for broke, but I really appreciate that he's not throwing the kitchen sink at it. It's just mm. like, what if Batman were an unstoppable, unkillable robot? What if it's Terminator Batman? It's right. like, oh, well, then wh what if I really enjoyed it? How about that? Which I do. So now what? Now what? Now we'll read the next one. It's dope. So I just meant, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, now what, Chip? Right? Now what? I don't know. Did you did you open this? No. Okay, that was me. There was a book. I was like, why does Tiffany want this book? I didn't. That was not me. No. It was uh, not me. But sir. hey, let's talk uh, about some books that are coming out this week, right after these super chats uh, that sure. we should check out. Um, let me see here. I know I had a couple. Um, here we go. All right. Cat Lawyer will defend retreats. I'm taking a long flight home across the world, so getting YouTube Premium so I can download and binge back issues all the way. Does Premium help you guys? I think it does. I don't know. No idea. It's, it should, uh, and I know that a, a large portion of the audience does watch back issues using premium, so I think it does. Um, and Skaknunu ninety seven says, "Hey guys, I love you. <laughs> no, I love you too. Yeah, thank you. Please do Harbor Patrol again. I would like that." I can't get out of the shot. No. Yeah, you have to face it. <laughs> Um, but Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about some books that are coming out this week that we think you should let's check out. Let's do that. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 13. I like the last one, Zeb Wells, Ron John Reed Jr. Hobgoblins. Sounds fun. I I'll check really it out. I love this Hobgoblin face. He's like, what? Yeah, he is like that. He's always like that. 
Uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth number six is coming out. Joshua Williamson, Daniel Samper, penultimate issue. Let's all shoot him with lasers. Let, that's what they're doing. I know. Can't wait. Uh, more Dark Crisis. Yay. Uh, hey, Dan Slott's uh, Jay Leno show, Spider-Man 2 is out. Dan Slott, Mark Bagley, Shathra, Spider-Verse. Yep. Fine. Cool. Batman versus Robin number three. I'll read that. Uh, Mark Wade, Scott Godlewski. Sounds fun. I mean, the second issue is weird. We'll see what happens. Uh, Fantastic Four gets a new ongoing. It's from Ryan North. Which... Just going to mention, like, I saw that in the, the list. I, I know. Like, what? Uh, Iban Coyello is doing the art. Uh, there's a fun Alex Ross cover that is literally just like a homage to the uh, Full Circle book that he did that was all him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically like an ad for his own book. I love it. Uh, Spider-Man The Lost Hunt number one from J.M.D. Mateus and Eater Messias is wow. out. Hell yes. J.M.D. Mateus on Spider-Man. It's a flashback book about the Bennett Riley period. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. Well, someone wrote a book just for Greg. <laughs> and he he's read it. <laughs> uh, the Death of Superman 30th Anniversary Special number one from Jerry Ordway, Roger Stern, and Louis Simonson. And more. is It's the 30th anniversary. Superman died 30 years ago this month basically wow and uh so there's a celebration and uh so we'll see how that goes <laughs> you're gonna want to celebrate that yeah i mean I, you know the biggest superman it, it ruined comic books forever let's see how it goes uh i'm just kidding it's it's just you know it changed comic books forever uh wildcats 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 is out from matthew rosenberg with art by steven segovia uh this is coming out tomorrow check out wildcats if you want more uh, check out matthew rosenberg's chat with us on this very show not two weeks ago uh, Dark Ride number two from Josh Williamson and Andre Bresson is coming out. I'm looking forward to seeing where this book goes. Uh, I have not re- received a like preview copy of this book, so I'm just on the same page as you. Can't wait to see where this goes. It's a weird, crazy ride. The Dark Ride from Skybound. Check it out. And Blood Sign- Season 1 number six is coming out. I don't know. I think this is... Uh, I don't know if this is the wrap-up, but like, check it out. Uh, Blood Syndicate, it's out. And uh, this is a cool team. I was like them back in the day. And Tiffany, what do you got? Uh, Moon Knight number 17 is coming out. Uh, so I'm going to buy that. Naturally. That's just, 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 that's just a buy for me, right? Um, I can't remember if I was reading Wolverine at this point. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Wolverine number 27 is uh, coming out. So if you're reading that, it's written by Ben Percy with art by Juan Jose Rip. So you can make your choices there. You know, like I, Wolverine's one of those books I I, I check in on occasion mm-hmm. i'm like hmm, nice house on the lake number 11 is coming out yep. ghost rider number eight is coming out uh, marauders number eight is coming out as well is this gonna be it is this gonna be your make or break book yeah you were I like think, oh my god i think this is it for me we'll, we'll see we'll see how this goes um you know doc has got a new costume it's oh whole boy thing. legion of x number seven is coming out and i will definitely be buying that that's a size spurrier book with art by netho diaz look um, that cover holy crap yeah right yay look, look at that yep so good awesome just i'm, I'm into this I'm, awesome to I, the max. yeah i really like spurrier's work on this he um doesn't. and here comes the omega issue everybody <laughs> uh judgment day omega number one is coming out i know people are like oh what an omega issue i would normally be like that but i just can't get enough of can't get Gillen. enough so i'm picking this up uh written by kieran gillen with art by villanova yep i don't know how to say your first Guiu? name will you maybe i don't know i don't know i'm trash but I, I'm, I'm, buying, I'm buying this book, so maybe that makes up for it. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you wanted more Sabretooth, folks, you can get more Sabretooth. No, literally, people really like this book a lot. Um, so Sabretooth and the Exiles, number one, is coming out written by Victor Lavelle with art by Leonard Kirk. So if you're interested in that, you can 
go out and grab that too. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be picking that up necessarily, but I wanted to give you a heads up because I feel like we talk a lot about X-Men and we definitely did talk about uh, Sabretooth as it was coming out. It's true. So I feel remiss if I don't say something about That's it. That's fair. I should also mention that uh, Lover Everlasting number four is coming out. I do uh, love Lover Everlasting. It's a great series. You can also read it uh, for pennies on the dollar on their Substack. But uh, if you want to support the industry, check it out in physical. Uh, that is a fun series. It's weird weird book there's nothing wrong with weird books but, uh, elsa elsa chatier yeah and uh, tom king absolutely um i don't i just want to give a shout out the fact that they're actually they're like hey black panther the movie's coming out black panther book the new number one's gonna be on the shelf uh, oh or at least i don't know if it's new about time oh, yeah, it's a limited series all right no uh the writer is returning after a limited series oh, uh, it's black panther unconquered number one uh written by brian hale with art by alberto uh Foch. okay i'm not sure again i'm not i just want to point this out because it's like they're trying to get the synergy going yeah there um so you know hopefully it works out for them yeah. and that's all i got well there you have it we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us we uh should also thank our super chatters Wait, for sponsoring today's show super chats there, there are uh there may be in fact uh we've got uh gotham city critics did you guys read the paul dana riddler comics no um and uh supreme omega on morrison fans praise them as great almost infallible writer but i don't know in hindsight their batman run i wish morrison was reined in more me too uh, big time, in fact. Uh, you'll see a book that Morrison wrote in which I'm like, your interpretation of the Fantastic Four is straight up wrong. There you go. Uh, but uh, but I still enjoyed it, and it's still a cool book, so I guess it all wraps up. <laughs> I guess it all pays off in the end. But we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We're really lucky to have you. Thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thank you to our regular viewers for watching and for commenting and for chatting. We're very lucky to have you, and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you for your support. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to our channel, go to patreon.com slash to support us directly, and all the other ads that we uh, hate and need to say, because otherwise uh, you, you wouldn't do it. The fact is, like, uh, I found out, like, if, if we didn't have Twitter, we wouldn't have 200 views. 200 whole views didn't come out of Twitter, like would come out of Twitter. It's one of those things. It's like, we got to do the, we got to do the song and dance. Got to shake the, 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 the can and be like, Hey, change, 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 change. Hey there. Commenters change, change, change. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time with another episode of off the rack and, uh, watch Tiffany on twitch.tv slash pop or check out her streams or both, uh, over on Comic Pop plays. So long everybody. Bye. Bye.